Imagine what your life would be like if negative emotions lost their power over you and you could live free from their torment. I believe you would experience new levels of energy, inspiration, and would be able to go after the things God created you to do. In today's episode of the Be Healed podcast, we will give you one sure and very practical way to overcome negative emotions so you can live with the freedom God desires for you. So welcome everybody to the Be Healed podcast, a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network. I'm your host, Steve Hannett. And guys, I am so passionate about healing because not only was I healed, but I see many people healed and God is healing people all over the world because he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to take our sicknesses and our diseases. We thank God so much because Psalm 103 declares that we should not forget that he forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. And so the Be Healed podcast is filled with interviews and testimonies and teachings to help equip you to have a very strong biblical understanding of how to release God's power, his anointing for healing in your life so you can get healed and stay healed. Together, guys, we've reached over 152 countries and we're so encouraged uh, to be bringing the word of God to you today. So make sure you share it with a friend, get the word out that there's a place that people can get encouraged and built up to hear the word of God about healing. Well, the first thing we want to cover is to just even understand what emotions are. Because in this episode, as we're discussing overcoming negative emotions, we have to understand that emotions are not bad. Emotions are good. Emotions are created by God. It's just that sometimes the emotions that we happen to be experiencing are highly negative. And so what we're doing is talking about how to overcome the negative emotions to allow our emotional life to be healthy, to be healed, to be the way that God would want it to be. You see, because emotions are just a part of our soul. Uh, the soul realm is, is comprised of, of our mind and of our will and our emotions. And there's a linking between the mind, the will, and the emotions. And so we never want emotions to go uh, away. And some people try to actually block their emotions. They try to no longer feel. And that's not at all what healing is about. Healing is about being restored to function and operate as God has designed us. So emotions are part of our makeup and they're good. I want you to really understand that emotions uh, in the blessed realm of God are good. And even when we are going through situations that are difficult, it is normal to experience negative emotions. But we are in this episode discussing the kind of negative emotions that begin to characterize our life. They, they're, they're more of bondage. They're, they're, they're so unhealthy that they begin to color uh, everything that we do or uh, a lot of our life. This will often lead to times of depression and hopelessness, and uh, people can experience deep levels of oppression 
uh, over their life because of negative emotions. Now, this is often a result of things that people have experienced. Traumatic effects, traumatic experiences, difficulties in their life over prolonged periods of time. In other words, their responses or their learned responses that people begin to have. And so there are triggers or things that happen in their life or that will even happen in a day or at a job or at a meeting or in a relationship that trigger the emotions from some past experience. And it's so amazing how accurate and clear our memory becomes with negative experiences. We often will forget the joyful things and we will remember those negative things and it feels like a mental emotional stain in our life. But this is something that the Bible speaks about. It's something that the Bible uh, brings to light so that we can understand the reality of it. It's not something that we should run away from. It's not something that we should feel badly about like we're bad Christians. It's something that is a reality that God says, hey, I've given you a way to overcome it. You know, just to highlight the reality of this, in the book of Exodus, when Israel was in a a very difficult situation called the house of bondage. They were really living as slaves under the authority of Egypt. And in Exodus chapter six, after Moses had given this great news that God was going to deliver them from slavery, and the people said, okay, this is great. We, we believe this. But the first thing that happened after Moses told Pharaoh was basically everything got worse. And the people who had hope now realized that Pharaoh was angry with them and that Pharaoh made their brick making more difficult. And they realized that the hope they had for things to get better only got worse. Now, of course, this was only a temporary thing that the Israelites would be delivered from, but it really hurt them. They were already beaten down. And so when they begin to put their hope in, in what Moses said about God delivering them, and then it kind of turning worse on them in their situation, it really hurt them deeply. I'm going to read Exodus chapter 6, verse 9, to give you an idea of how it impacted them. The verse says, So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. When it says Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, he was basically saying, hey, even though things have gotten worse, don't lament. Don't feel badly. Don't be discouraged. God is going to be found faithful. He will deliver you. He said he would, and he is going to deliver you. So Moses comes back with a, with a good report, but it says they did not heed Moses. In other words, they did not listen to Moses. Because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. You see, they were so steeped in a negative emotion and so steeped in a difficult, traumatic experience in their life, it was preventing them from even listening to hope. And this is where negative emotions can become highly, highly destructive and limiting in our life. So we want to make sure that we break the hold or break the pattern of this negative emotional experience. Now, to do this, we have to realize that emotions generally follow what we see and think about. In other words, 
emotions are generally a response to some stimulus. Thus, if you change the stimulus, you change the emotion. But the problem is that we've got these patterns that we're operating in. It's almost like water uh, running down a, a mountain or a hill. It will continue to run down in the same place and create a trough, and that will get deeper and deeper and deeper. And so it's almost like our emotions are on, are on automatic pilot. We go through a situation, that situation seems to be either the same or similar to where we had experienced pain, and we just begin to respond with negative emotions. So what God calls us to do first is realize that when we are born again, when we are made new in the spirit, that old things have passed away. I mean, I'm sharing this with you because we have to realize that when we become saved, when we receive salvation, we are made new in Christ. We have a new spirit made in the image of God, and we have capacity to be able to live according to the spirit. Now, even though the memories and the emotions from the past may come up, I want to highlight that we're not slaves to the emotions. We're not slaves to what's happening in our soul. We're just realizing, wow, our soul is acting like that, reacting like that, because it's been through things and it has memory of those negative things. So we can begin to realize that even though those emotions seem like they're powerful, even though the emotions seem like they are leading us, praise God, they're not leading, they're actually just responses. And and we can change our response by changing the stimulus. Now, I don't just mean this in the natural way. But I mean that we can begin to engage the supernatural power of God to operate in our mind, in our will, and in our emotions. In other words, the soul can come underneath the power of the Spirit. Let's take a look at this idea of stimulus and response, this cause and effect for emotions and for things that uh, kind of interact. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 14, and we're going to begin looking at verse 25. This is the piece of text in the scripture where uh, Peter uh, gets out of a boat and actually walks on water to go to Jesus. All right, here it is, verse 25. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. 
Now, there's so much in this text to talk about, but we're going to just do it in a very focused way. When Jesus began to walk on water and he came to them, they experienced emotion. It says in verse 26, they were troubled and they cried out for fear. They cried out because they were experiencing a lot of fearful emotion. They've never seen anybody walking on water, so they assumed it was a ghost. But Jesus, the very first thing that he says in verse 27 was, be of good cheer. Doesn't that speak of emotion? Yes, it does. He said, be of good cheer. I want you to respond to what's happening with good emotion, with good cheer. Why? He said, it is I. And in the Greek, it's, it's rendered, I am. And then he says, do not be afraid. So you see this idea that he's saying, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. So there's this connection between having fear and not being of good cheer. But there's also a connection of being of good cheer and not being afraid. So Jesus is addressing this idea here that he's saying, let your emotions be filled with cheer, with joy. Why? It is I do not respond with fear. Now, Peter, he says to Jesus, he said, you know, if it's really you, uh, command me to come to you on the water. And so at that time, Peter says, Jesus, speak to me, command me to come to you. And, and Jesus does. He, he says, come. And so he gives Peter a command by his word. And at that moment, Peter shifted. There was a grand shift that happened in Peter because he was no longer afraid. He was now operating under the supernatural word of God. And he was operating with faith in the word of God. He believed that if Jesus commanded him to come on the water, he would come. He would be able to defy gravity. He would be able to do what Jesus is doing. His emotional life shifted in that moment because he was living by the word of God. But in verse 30, we get great detail because Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus and he saw that the wind was boisterous. There was stimulus. There was stimulus that created fear. It says he saw that the wind was boisterous and he was afraid. He returned back to fear. He was no longer of good cheer. But he was afraid because he put his eyes on the boisterous wind. And it says, beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, the mercy, the grace, the love of God, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? See, Peter's emotional life during that instance, during that time in his life, just shifted so quickly. And I believe this should teach us great lesson because we can identify with this. When we see things that make us afraid and put our focus on those things, then we are going to respond with negative emotions. But this also teaches the opposite, that when we see the word of God, Believe the word of God. Develop faith in the word of God. Operate with faith in the word of God. Act on our faith of the word of God. We will begin to walk on water. We will not respond. The soul comes underneath the spiritual faith that we're operating in. 
This is awesome. Instead of emotions being my leader, my faith in God's word becomes my leader, and my soul reacts to my faith in God's word. Now, going back to Exodus, this is why the children of Israel, because of anguish, because of cruelty of bondage and anguish of spirit, they no longer heard Moses because they did not listen to, did not believe the word of God. So at the very heart of overcoming negative emotions is this amazing opportunity for the child of God to develop a faith in God's word. Because when you're developing faith in God's word, you're living in what the scripture calls the word of promise. You can find this in Romans chapter 9, verse 9. It says, for this is the word of promise. At that time, I will come and Sarah shall have a son. Well, that's speaking about Abraham, who God promised he would have a son by Sarah. And the word of promise says that what God promised to do is going to come to pass. Now, Abraham could either live in the emotional bondage that he does not have a son, or he can live in the word of promise, which means he's going to live with hope. He's going to live with expectation. He's going to live with excitement. And this is what God is calling us to do. Even before your situation changes, even before you experience new things with positive reactions to the blessed life of Jesus Christ, you and I can shift our faith to learning and receiving and believing and acting upon the word of promise. This is the key that unlocks the door out of a negative emotions. It's, it's the key that enables us to walk in the grace of God. It's about faith. Faith says I'm living in the promise of God's word. Now, I'll give you one more before we close. In Exodus chapter 26, verse 3, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Wow, let me read it again. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Here we have elements of the soul. There is a connection between the mind and the emotion. Look, whose mind is stayed fixed on you, God, who whatever mind, whose ever mind is fixed on God, that mind is going to be at peace. That person will be in not just peace, but perfect peace. Why? Because this person trusts in God. Now, I want to give you great news. If you don't have the faith or the level of faith to trust in God, you can develop it. First, if you are a believer in Jesus, it means that God has given you a seed of faith. God has given you access even to his faith. So you can believe. Number two, faith is where you put your trust in. You can make a decision. You see, 
when you have a bad experience and you just respond to the bad experience with a negative emotion, that's not really a decision. It just happens. But in Jesus, you can put your mind, you can choose to believe, you can choose to trust. That's why the Bible says, happy is he who puts his trust in God. And so I want you to begin to change your mindset. You're not a slave of your negative emotions. No, not at all. You are a free son and daughter in Jesus, and you can begin to decide to put your trust in God. Secondly, faith, praise God, is something that can be developed by hearing the word of promise. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's not very difficult. Saturate yourself in the word of promise, and you will be living in the promise of what God is going to do, not what the devil has already done in your past. When we shift from living in the things the devil did from our past into believing and expecting the things that God will do in our future, you will find automatically your negative emotions are being overcome. Well, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that everyone listening now, Father God, will develop a strong, unshakable, unwavering faith in the word of promise. Lord, I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit will teach the word to the heart, God, in the name of Jesus. And I declare a new day, a new shift that you will live even this day that you're listening to this podcast, that today you'll begin to make that shift. Get your Bible, get the word of promise, begin to speak it, declare it, and you're going to find healing breakout in your emotional life. Praise God. We give you glory, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hey, we would love for you to become part of our online community. Uh, find out what we're doing, when we're doing it, and getting on our email list. You can do that by sending the word HEALING to 94000. Simply just text the word HEALING to 94000. We've got a free PDF download for you about your identity in Christ. We love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And why don't you share this podcast with somebody you know is struggling with negative emotions. This is Steve Hannett from the Be Healed Podcast of the Gospel Mission Network. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed Podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you.
Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.